0: Broadwood was always considered a remarkably fine instrument. It was very proper of George Shuttleworth to say that he would be in the neighbourhood, and I dare say she's a very decent sort of woman. They had come to the motor by this time, the rich, the noble motor, as Mr. Pepys would have described it, and there was poor Miss Lyle, hung with parcels and wearing a faint sycophantic smile. This miserable spinster of age so obvious as to be called not the least uncertain was Lady Ambermere's companion, and shared with her the glories of the hall, which had been left to Lady Ambermere for life. She was provided with food and lodging, and the use of the cart like a hip-bath when Lady Ambermere had errands for her to do in Rhysome. So what could a woman want more? In return for these bounties, her only duty was to devote herself, body, and mind to her patroness, to read the paper aloud, to set Lady Ambermere's patterns for needlework, to carry the little Chinese dog under her arm and wash him once a week, to accompany Lady Ambermere to church, and never to have a fire in her bedroom. She had a melancholy, wistful little face. Her head was inclined with a backward slope on her neck, and her mouth was invariably a little open, showing long front teeth, so that she looked rather like a roast hare sent up to table with its head on. Georgie always had a joke ready for Miss Lyle, of the sort that made her say, Oh, Mr. Pilson," and caused her to blush. She thought him remarkably pleasant. Georgie had his joke ready on this occasion. Why, here's Miss Lyle, he said, and what has Miss Lyle been doing while her ladyship and I have been talking? Better not ask, perhaps. Oh, Mr. Pilson," said Miss Lyle, as punctually as a cuckoo clock when the hands point to the hour. Lady Ambermere put half her weight onto the step of the motor, causing it to creak and sway. Call on the Shuttleworths, Georgie, she said. Say I told you to. Home. Miss Lyle effaced herself on the front seat of the motor like a mouse hiding in a corner after Lady Ambermere had got in, and the footman mounted onto the box. At that moment Peppino, with his bag of bulbs, a little out of breath, squeezed his way between two cabs by the side of the motor. He was just too late and the motor moved off. It was very improbable that Lady Ambermere saw him at all. Georgie felt very much like a dog with a bone in his mouth, who only wants to get away from all the other dogs and discuss it quietly. It is safe to say that never in twenty-four hours had so many exciting things happened to him. He had ordered a toupee, he had been looked on with favour by a guru. All Rysom knew that he had had quite a long conversation with Lady Ambermere, and nobody in Rysum, except himself, knew that Olga Bracely was going to spend two nights here.